Welcome to Scuba Shack Radio, Episode 7, recorded Saturday, June 8, 2019. Scuba Shack Radio is a bi-weekly podcast in support of our mission to empower individuals with knowledge, ability, and experience to venture underwater in pursuit of their aspirations and to advocate for ocean health and sustainability. Hi, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to this latest installment of Scuba Shack Radio. I'm your host, Jefferson Cirapino. Well, it's Saturday, and I usually do these shows on Sunday morning, but uh, I'll be out diving tomorrow. Um, we're going to be doing our underwater naturalist class, uh, New England edition, and we'll be up in Jamestown, Rhode Island for that. So I got here a little early this morning to get things ready uh, for that trip, and it got a little busy here at the shop, um, and uh, we're, we're real happy about that. Love to see the people coming in and wanting to, to learn about diving and buying equipment and just coming in and talking. Well, we're only a week into June, and uh, it's a pretty busy month so far, and we'll be staying busy all month. Uh, we, we will have completed two open water classes um, this month, uh, along with uh, we'll be doing our open water certification dives later at the end of the month. Uh, as I mentioned, our underwater naturalist class going off tomorrow, uh, a rescue class that will happen this month, and we just started up our dive master class uh, 2019 edition with a couple of candidates, a couple, three people. And then uh, Monty uh, is down this weekend in Dutch Springs doing an advanced open water class. So a lot going on uh, in the dive world here in New England, and um, we're hoping for another busy month of July as well. Going someplace cool to dive means that we you normally have to travel, and when we travel, we got to get our scuba gear there. Getting our gear there in a tough, durable bag uh, that's suitable for the airline and transportation systems uh, is, is important. And there are a lot of different dive bags that are out there from a lot of different manufacturers, and we've carried quite a number of bags over the years, and um, they've all been, been really good bags and, and tough and durable. Recently, however, we came across a, a new dive bag to the market from Osprey. And uh, Osprey bags, uh, they debuted, I think, for uh, diving in, at the DEMA show in November of last year. And then we uh, saw them up at uh, Boston Sea Rovers in March and then back down at Beneath the Sea. And they were selling right off the, the, the floor there like you wouldn't believe. And we looked pretty hard at them and thought that they might be a, a good option for us here at the shop. So we brought them in. We settled on uh, three different bags uh, for, for our dive gear, mainly because of we know how we dive and what we usually pack. So we bought in the uh, a, a wheeled duffel uh, type of bag. It's called the Transporter Wheeled Duffel 90. And then there are two other bags that we brought in uh, called the Shuttle Series, the Shuttle 100L, which is 30 inches, and the Shuttle 130L, 36 inches. Uh, I put pictures of these bags in the show notes uh, on the, the website so you can take a look at them there. 
what I did uh, last week with these bags is I wanted to test them out with, with our gear. Um, and uh, I was able to test out the wheel duffel 90 and the shuttle 130L uh, 36-inch. Uh, we brought in one of the 30-inch, and it sold for our trip to Nassau, so I didn't get to, to check that one out. The first thing I checked out was the uh, weight of the bag when it was empty. And the transporter wheel duffel 90 came in at 7.9 pounds, while the shuttle 130L 36-inch came in at 9.6 pounds. The bags uh, are almost spot on with what uh, Osprey is advertising, and it gives you a lot of room. You can do the math and see just how much more gear you can get in, almost 40 pounds or plus of gear in, into those bags. I also wanted to check out my existing bag and the one I've been carrying for a long time, and I found that it, it, can, it came in empty at 12 pounds. And uh, that just means that uh, the, the Osprey bag gives me a little bit more room. The next part of the test was uh, packing the gear that I normally take with me on a dive um, trip, and that includes my uh, Apex RK3 fins along with my boots, um, a couple of masks, uh, my Apex XTX50 uh, long hose regulator, and a Halcyon Eclipse 30 BCD with a three millimeter wetsuit and my light and motion lights that include uh, a solo light and a uh, gobi. And uh, that gear uh, came in at 31.8 pounds, uh, a lot of gear, and I need a bag to, to really pack that, that stuff in. The gear fit nicely in both bags. Obviously, the smaller wheel duffel, it was a little bit tighter, but still uh, with, with room to pack some additional items in uh, to get to that 50-pound limit. Now, the shuttle uh, 36 still had a lot of room left in it uh, to pack things in, and um, I, I really liked that bag a lot. Both bags uh, folded in or uh, closed up nicely, and you can see pictures of that also in the show notes. The other thing that uh, I liked uh, a lot about the, this bag when it was uh, filled uh, was the fact that the, it, it has something called a high road chassis, uh, and it just means that at the bottom it's curved a little bit uh, so that it doesn't drag when you're pulling it along. I, I know a lot of bags, uh, when they're heavy and weighed down, will, will scrape uh, along the, the, the floor and it gets chewed up a little bit. So I, the high road chassis is really a nice feature. Uh, the wheels on it are really nice. Um, they are uh, appear to be real, really durable. And um, the other thing about it is that they look to be replaceable. Uh, taking a um, an Allen wrench and popping it out and just popping a new wheel in, um, and that means that if you break a wheel, like happens on a lot of bags, you can just get one and replace it. Now Osprey also has something called an awesome guarantee. And that just means that uh, they will repair or damage, uh, repair any damage or defect for any reason free of charge. And uh, if they can't repair it, and I think they said if they can't do it in uh, two hours, they'll replace the bag. So a great guarantee, uh, just a little bit of inconvenience to have to send the bag back. All in all, I thought that the uh, the Shuttle 130L36 is the bag that I'm going to have in the future. And... Um, 
when, especially when uh, I go down to a travel travel style BC from Halcyon, I'll just have a lot more room to pack things in um, in in that bag. So the Osprey bags are uh, a really great dive bag. If you have an opportunity to check them out, take a look, and uh, I think you'll be really pleased if you happen to buy one. I just finished reading a book titled Climate Change, What Everyone Needs to Know, and the book was written by Dr. Joseph Rahm. A New York Times magazine calls it the single best source primer on the state of climate change. And uh, Dr. Rahm is one of the country's most influential communicators on climate change, and you can read a lot about him online about the work that he's done. He's worked as an assistant secretary of energy and is currently a senior fellow at the Center for American Progress. book is laid out in uh, seven sections that describe uh, climate change. It describes the, the uh, basics of climate change. It talks about extreme weather, uh, the projected impacts uh, associated with climate change, how to avoid the worst, the politics and policies around uh, climate change, the roles of clean energy, and uh, the final section is called Climate Change in You. Um, while the book was really interesting, I found that the section on the role of clean energy uh, really informative, uh, from nuclear power to natural gas to solar and wind capturing uh, and storing of carbon, uh, bioenergy, and uh, all that kind of stuff. It's extremely interesting uh, in, in the section regarding uh, the reduction of CO2 emissions in the transportation uh, environment. And transportation seems to be the single most challenging sector for uh, reducing carbon emissions. I guess uh, they, they say one quarter of all globally emitted carbon and half of the oil consumed is uh, within the, uh, the, the transportation uh, industry. Um, while we are lowering the cost of wind and solar and other uh, generation uh, uh, of electricity, transportation is still uh, mainly petroleum-based, with our cars, vans, trucks, planes, all guzzling petroleum. And um, the strategies around this uh, have been around improving uh, fuel efficiency, uh, like uh, alternate fuel vehicles, um, and then uh, things like uh, substituting a walk bike uh, or, or public transportation. And then uh, the, the big one is uh, telecommuting is going to uh, save us a lot of, uh, of, of um, uh, greenhouse gases. Uh, Dr. Rahm also uh, discusses the challenges with these uh, uh, alternative fuel vehicles uh, from their high cost, um, the onboard fuel storage capacity, safety and reliability uh, concerns, uh, the high fuel uh, costs compared to gas, uh, the limits on the fuel station, so a lot of headwinds associated with, uh, with, uh, with uh, the alternate fuel vehicles. He talks about the hybrids and how they are making uh, a contribution, and he also uh, in, has an in-depth discussion around electric, electric vehicles. Progress is being made is really good news and uh, that they will be competitive in the future. Uh, fuel stations uh, could be a challenge, though, to these electric vehicles. 
Dr. Rahm also describes uh, some things around the hydrogen fuel cell vehicle and uh, why it's a, it's a problem. Overall, uh, Climate Change, the book, it's a great read. Uh, If you're interested in learning more about climate change, uh, pick it up. And uh, maybe somebody in Washington, D.C. needs to read this. If you're uh, of such an age or uh, you're a big enthusiast of diving, you can recognize that song, and that is the theme song for Sea Hunt. And uh, I'm going to be introducing a recurring segment here on Scuba Shack Radio called Sea Hunt. It's still alive. And in future uh, podcasts, we're going to talk about an episode of of Sea Hunt that uh, we'll review. But today, I just want to introduce this new feature and give everybody a little bit of a background on on Sea Hunt. I can remember when I was uh, very young, uh, I would watch Sea Hunt on the TV at my grandma's house. And she lived right across the street, and we would go up there and we'd watch uh, Sea Hunt. And Sea Hunt was a TV show uh, that ran for four seasons, and it premiered in 1958 and ran through 1961. And there were 155 episodes of the show produced. Um, The show was produced by uh, Frederick and Maurice Ziv. And it was uh, that was they were the executive producers, and it was also produced by Herbert Stock and Ivan Torres. And Ivan Torres was really the the inspiration for uh, Sea Hunt, and he came up with um, the idea after working on a film called The Underwater Warriors, uh, and that film was in 1958, and it was about the Navy underwater demolition team uh, that would be, uh, and that will be for another time. Uh, if you don't know it, Ivan Torres also produced things like uh, Flipper and Doctare and uh, Gentle Ben. Now, the theme song uh, was composed by David Rose, and David Rose also wrote some songs for things like uh, Bonanza and Little House on the Prairies and uh, Highway to Heaven. So a lot of interesting background on Sea Hunt. Now, Lloyd Bridges was uh, cast as um, Mike Nelson, uh, who was an ex-Navy frogman, uh, and uh, the the show was a little bit of a comeback for Lloyd Bridges. He was uh, on the the blacklist uh, from the House on Un-American Activities from the 50s. Um, and, um, you know, at the end of the show, uh, Lloyd would talk a little bit and often talk about protecting the marine environment, even uh, way back uh, way back then. There were a lot of uh, famous uh, actors who appeared uh, before they were famous, uh, became household names on Sea Hunt. And uh, we'll go through those from time to time as we come across some of the episodes. The, the show was filmed in a number of places, including uh, Marine Land of the Pacific, which was in operation from 1954 to 1987. It was also filmed off of Catalina Island, uh, Paradise Cove in Mal- Malibu, uh, Silver Springs, uh, Florida, Cypress Gardens, Florida, Tarpon Springs, Florida, and then they also um, uh, did some shows down in Nassau and in Grand Bahamas. Um, in, in its first 
nine months, uh, CM went to number one in the ratings in 50 major cities. And uh, it also uh, had 59% of the viewers in New York cities. Um, after four years, they said that uh, Lloyd uh, kind of got tired of the storylines, and uh, and uh, so so it ended in 1961. So next time we'll start at the end, and we're going to talk about the final episode of Sea Hunt. So stay tuned for that. Um, there was an attempt at, at a revival uh, of Sea Hunt in, called Sea Hunt 1987, and it starred uh, Ron e- Ely as Mike Nelson. You might remember Ron. He, I think he played Tarzan on one of the shows, and it also had an actress called Kim Sessions who was uh, Jennifer Nelson, which was uh, uh, Mike's daughter. It lasted one year, and uh, really hard to find anything about uh, uh, Sea Hunt 1987 except uh, some some cursory information online. So stay tuned. Uh, We're going to do uh, a recurring segment here, not every show, but from time to time we will uh, come up with Sea Hunt. It's still alive. that's it for episode seven and again i want to thank you all for listening to to scuba shack radio uh this episode was a few minutes longer than what i've normally been doing uh just ran a little bit more because there was a little bit more to talk about as always if you have any feedback you can or you would like to leave me a comment you can do that through the scuba shack radio website or if you go out to the regular scuba shack website and you find the blog out there you'll see that you can leave me a comment there As I mentioned, June is a really busy dive month for us, and we're having a lot of fun, and the weather is great up here in New England, and uh, we'll talk to you next time on Scuba Shack Radio. Scuba Shack Radio is a bi-weekly podcast in support of our mission to empower individuals with knowledge, ability, and experience to venture underwater in pursuit of their aspirations and to advocate for ocean health and sustainability. Talk to you next time.